Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Movie Merge, part of the Anything But Credible Network. It is I, Denny Willard, and today we're kicking off a brand new segment called Bottom of the Barrel. Now, you might be asking, what is Bottom of the Barrel? Um, well, basically what it is is I have a list of 100 movies. It is the 100 lowest rated movies on Rotten Tomatoes um, with certain uh, certain parameters for that, obviously. So there has to be a certain amount of reviews because obviously there's going to be movies out there that are on the list, but maybe, you know, like 10 people have seen. But these all have at least, I think, a certain amount of views. So... We're going to be going through all 100, so it's going to take us a while to whittle away at this list, um, but uh, hey, you know what? I'm, I'm looking forward to it, so this will come out every other week. Um, so this week, we got Bottom of the Barrel. Next week, we'll have the main show, and then Bottom of the Barrel main show, and it'll just kind of alternate like that. So um, These episodes will also probably be relatively short, I would imagine. Um, yeah, I, obviously we're not doing any merges or anything like that. We're just going to be talking about uh, the the movies that I watch in this list and basically seeing if, you know, did Rotten Tomatoes get it right or do I disagree, you know? Um, so that's kind of the premise of the show. I'm looking forward to talking about some garbage movies. So, uh, yeah, let's just get right into it. Um, oh, and also I wanted to mention, too, I, I was... Uh, I was having some computer problems, so I had to do a factory reset. Uh, it's kind of a long story, but long story short, I was able to save a lot of the podcast stuff, but some of it I was not. Um, so the typical episode art and stuff is currently gone, so this episode will not have an art. Um, i got to come up with one anyways for, for this segment. So um, no art for this one. I don't know if I'm going to go with the original intro. I might switch up the intro music. You'll have already know. You'll have already found that out by now if uh, I went with it or not. But I plan to have a different one for this segment at some point. Um, but this is just kind of this is kind of a crash course of what we're going to be doing here. Um, and like I said, there's going to be uh, you know a hundred of these in theory, uh, potentially more. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So um, let's get right into it. So the movie that we watched. The movie that we pulled from the bottom of the barrel is a movie called Mac and Me. The, synop- uh, the synopsis of Mac and Me is a young extraterrestrial separated from its family and stranded on Earth finds friendship with a boy in a wheelchair. Now, that sounds, uh, apart from the wheelchair uh, uh, part of that, that sounds very familiar, does it not? Um, the reason being is because... This movie is a literal direct ripoff of E.T. I mean, it is like unbelievably similar in a lot of ways. It's it's different in a lot of ways too, but it is like painfully similar. Um, so, it, yeah, I I just I don't know. It's very strange. Um, but uh, so so. Mac and me sits at a four percent at rotten t- <laughs> rotten tomatoes, so uh, you want to talk about bottom of the barrel? This is the bottom of the barrel. I had not ever heard of this movie up until I I ran across it on this list, and upon doing a little bit of research, this is uh widely regarded as as one of the worst movies of all time by a lot of people. Um, and I get that. Uh, and you know what's interesting is I was thinking I'm not really sure if this would be better or worse had E.T. never been created and if this was just like an original idea because it's clearly not I mean like I said it is unbelievably similar to E.T. to the point where they're like they're they're like siblings like it's it's almost the same movie for the most part 
So, um, yeah, 4% on Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, that's that's pretty damn low. Um, so, Mac and Me was directed by Stuart uh, Raffel. Uh, hasn't really directed anything else that I'm familiar with. He has 25 total uh, director credits. So, I didn't really know what to list. Uh, to be honest with you, a man... Anybody who's who's directing a movie, you know that that is a ripoff of ET, such as this, and is this terrible as far as the quality goes? Um, I can't imagine the rest of their work is is too uh, too too great. But maybe I'm wrong. You know, maybe maybe he'll go on to uh, direct, you know, like Avatar Seven or like uh, Star Wars Thirty Eight or whatever. I don't know. You never know. Uh, Stuart Raffle. He's, he's, yeah, I don't know. Um, so <laughs> to start off, I got to say the acting is unbelievably cheesy. And I also want to preface this whole thing by saying, I'm not going to just dog on the movie because it has a 4% on Rotten Tomatoes. Cause that feels cheap. I will speak my mind as though it was, you know, I, I was, I was, uh, brought into a room with this movie and wasn't told a single thing and just was told, Hey, here, watch it. Say what you feel. Um, so uh, the the 4% on Rotten Tomatoes certainly makes sense with the acting because um, it is so unbelievably cheesy. Um, it, so there's a lot of... Uh, uh, there's not, actually. I just, I just lied to you. Um, the people that are in this movie, uh, there, there's not like a lot of huge names, really. Um, so I'll, I'll kind of go through some of them. Uh, you got Jade Caligori, uh, Christine Ebersole, Ivan J. Rado, Danny Cooksey, Lauren Stanley, uh, Jonathan Ward, and that's that's about it. Um, and even then, like I said, a lot of those people I I don't I'm not even familiar with. Um, so yeah, the movie came out in 1988. It is PG. Um, it is totally marketed as this family movie, um, and it is it is. Um, I don't know. It just it doesn't feel. It feels very. Um, it feels very cheap. Like if uh, the best way I could put it is like you get a toy from Toys R Us and you're like, wow, and that's E.T. Right? Like that. That's the equivalent of watching E.T. Then you go to McDonald's and you get a Happy Meal and uh, that comes with a toy and it's like, oh, it, it, it's a toy, but it doesn't really do anything because it's a it's a toy from McDonald's. Uh, that's kind of what this movie is, which leads me <laughs> into my next point. Um, you, you know, we're we're talking about McDonald's now. Um, uh, so they, a lot of the reason this movie gets a lot of hate is because of the fact that there is a obnoxious amount of product placement in this movie, like to the point where it's almost comical. There, there is so much product placement; it's unbelievable. They basically find a way to have Coca Cola in almost every scene it seems like um and if it's not coca-cola they're talking about mcdonald's and if it's neither of those two things they're talking about skittles so uh i would hope that they made some money off of that because otherwise they just like sold their souls to to these uh you know coca-cola and and mcdonald's and these like mega corporations i it, it does not work um yeah it's it's just the best way to summarize the movie, other than the synopsis that I gave you, is it's an ET ripoff with uh, it's basically an ET ripoff meets an ad, more or less, 
with horrible acting. Um, so yeah, I, uh, I, I just, it, this is a very interesting movie. I would be curious to know how many people actually were familiar with this. Like I said, I was not familiar with it. Um, but this isn't really a movie. Like we watched ET for the podcast, um, on one of the main episodes and, to be honest with you, I, I wasn't really huge on it. Um, it was fine. Like there wasn't anything wrong with it. It just it's not really my cup of tea. Um, but I, I respect the legacy it has, and it's it's done with quality. Like you can tell, there's clearly you know a, a big difference with quality. This is the things that I don't like about ET, and then nothing good that ET has to offer, basically. Um, and it's hard not to compare it to ET constantly but I, I will stop comparing it to that because I've already done it like 10 times. But literally, they're the same movie, um, which I previously mentioned as well. But they kind of throw in so much like random, awkward dialogue, which kind of plays into the cheesiness, I would say. Uh, so, for example, like when they're moving... So they're, they're moving. It's a mom and her two sons, and they're moving to like a house in, I guess, California or something. I don't know. But they get there, and like the movers are working on the house, and or I'm sorry, the movers are, are bringing the things into the house, and the mom, uh, one of the movers th- uh, throws something on the ground, geez, um, and the mom gets out of the car, she's like, whoa, whoa, that's my stuff you're throwing around, and the guy just stops and looks at her and goes, no, ma'am, those are our moving mats, and then she goes, oh, and that's like the whole scene. That's literally the entire thing. And it's like, why? And the camera's focused on them, like, this is, this is the scene, and it's like, what? What are you doing? Totally unnecessary. Uh, the family is blind. Uh, so what I would say is necessary is that they all need prescription glasses. This alien is running rampant around the house. Uh, not not rampant. That, that's a bit of an exaggeration. But he's, he's sneaking around the house and it's like none of them see him and... Um, some of them do see them or see him, but they think like, "Oh, I'm hallucinating," or you know, "Oh, it must just be my mind," you know, like one of those stupid things. Um, and and this dude's just running around doing doing, uh, yeah, just doing whatever he wants, discovering things. Uh, the alien is constantly drinking Coca Cola. Um, th- th- there is so much Coca Cola in the movie; it's it's not even funny. Like every, se- I, I'm convinced that this family doesn't drink water. I really, I really don't think that they drink water. Um, but yeah, I think that there's a lot of, you know, like I think a kid would enjoy this movie because obviously children, uh, you know, they're they're not going to pick things out like this or they're not going to notice the things that an adult would. But they, they, there's a lot of like goofy things where it's like. Like there's a scene where um, the kid in the wheelchair and the next door neighbor girl are hiding and they're they're gonna catch the alien and um, they suck the alien into a vacuum cleaner, um, which doesn't even make sense because uh, I don't know it's like a cartoon thing but it's like oh it's kind of it's kind of weird and you know this alien the reason that it's lost by the way <coughs> excuse me um, is because he ends up on earth with his family. I actually don't even remember how they got to earth to be honest with you, but, um, with, with his family, there's like a family of aliens. Um, the, the parents and the, and the other child, I guess are stuck in the desert and this aliens out in like the suburbs and, uh, they can't get to each other. So they're, they're, yeah, 
you're basically meant to feel bad for this alien, the one that's separated from his family. It's kind of hard to do that, though, because the thing is absolutely hideous. Uh, they tried to make it, like, cute and fun, um, and it does, like, this whistle thing. doesn't work. Um, it, it is a hideous creature that um, just looks awkward. Um, I saw a review that said that the alien looks like a sex doll, and I thought that that was absolutely hilarious because it really does... Uh, and it's just terrible. It's, it's, yeah. What's interesting is they find, so a bunch of stuff happens, yada, yada. They become friends. Like the FBI ends up chasing them. Literally ET. You know, I said, I wasn't going to mention it, but literally the same thing. Um, like, yeah, the government or something ends up chasing the alien, uh, and the kid and they're like running away. And then, um, yeah, a bunch of things. I don't even remember what happens. What happens? Oh, uh, the they they end up out in the desert. They find the alien family, uh, basically on the brink of death in a cave because of dehydration. Because they're in the middle of the desert. So, guess just let let's take a guess. What what beverage do you think that they used to revive the aliens? If your answer was Sprite, you're wrong. It was Coca-Cola. It was literally Coca-Cola. That's how they saved a family of aliens with with a nice Coca-Cola. In case you forgot that Coca-Cola exists, um, yeah, you can save people with it, apparently, too. So there's that. And the movie sort of ends with uh, one of the... uh, There was another goofy scene. The, 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 like... I don't even know. I'm I'm stuttering. That's how baffled I am by this. But they're chasing the family of aliens, and they're like shooting at them and stuff. And then there's like a giant explosion. Don't even know how that happens, but like the alien does something and makes an explosion. And the kid in the wheelchair is like moving towards him as it happens, but he's a good distance away. But he is moving towards him. Um. And an explosion happens and the kid just like dies, <laughs> but he's nowhere near it. Like he doesn't physically take damage. He's in his wheel, like his wheelchair doesn't tip over nothing. He just like is wheeling towards it. The explosion happens and then he stops wheeling and that's it. Um, and then a, uh, some random doctor, because there's just doctors everywhere, I guess, runs up to the kid and, and uh, his brother and, and the next-door neighbor girl, who, by the way, they, they end up falling in love in like five seconds. It doesn't make any sense. Um, they're all like huddled over, and they're like sad, and the doctor the doctor walks up to the kid in the wheelchair, who is apparently dead, kneels down, and like three seconds later goes, he's gone, there's nothing I can do. He didn't, he and he did nothing. He did almost nothing to attempt to help him he didn't even like check vitals i don't th- i don't even know what he did he didn't do anything he just knelt down and was like yeah he's dead so useful he's a good doctor um and i think that that was basically and uh, you know what the the finale is just ridiculous um and and it sets up a sequel by by some miracle um so the finale of the movie is that everybody's cool with these aliens now because they heal the kid they they do like a, a a weird space ritual and and bring the kid back to life and their hands start glowing and I don't know whatever, so the the whole world is like oh yeah these guys are cool now, so they declare them U.S. citizens, and and then the aliens are like wearing like human clothes but they don't look 
anything close to human. They're all just hideous, hairless aliens that look like sex dolls wearing human clothes. Um, and they're they're U.S. citizens now. And and the movie basically ends with um them all driving off in a car. It looks like the intro to Full House, um, but with a car full of aliens. That's literally what it is. And then it says the the movie ends and it says, we'll be back. That's what it says on the screen in text. Um, which, you know, like I said, sets up a new, uh, <laughs> a, a new movie starring this family. Um, but apparently it got canceled. Thank God. Um, because the movie was not popular enough. Can't imagine why everybody was probably too busy watching ET or literally any other movie probably. So I, I think that's really all I have to say about Mac and me. I basically just spoiled the whole, uh, the whole damn story, but to be honest with you, I can't imagine anybody giving a shit about the plot of Mac and me, but I guess I should have said spoiler warning. So sorry if I ruined Mac and me for you. But the movie's going to ruin itself once you start watching it. Um, so the, the the question of the day, do I agree with the tomato meter? Um, yes, I do. The movie is a big ad for Skittles, McDonald's, and Coca-Cola, which you may have forgotten, but it's in there. Um, outside of that, it's just cheesy as hell and is a copy of E.T., but like 10,000 times worse. It had mildly entertaining moments at times, like the mildest of mild um but that's just because the movie is so ridiculous and cheesy and, and like awkward at times that it's like you can't help but laugh, so it makes it mildly entertaining. So I'm going to give it a 2.5 um, just because it didn't put me to sleep, uh, but I, I don't plan on ever watching Mac and Me again. And luckily, I I found a place called uh, Tubi, I guess. It's, it's a place that has like free movies and stuff. It's legal, don't worry. Um, but there's like ads and stuff in it. Um, and this movie was on there. Totally makes sense. I don't know why anybody would pay money. Um, all right. So that that's it. I'm a 2.5 Mac and me. I, you know what? I, it just wasn't. Uh, th- that's not a movie. That's not a movie that I ever want to encounter again. Um, if, I, if I can help it. Unless I'm showing somebody how terrible it is. Um, so the next movie we're going to be watching is called In the Name of the King. Which is... Uh, a movie starring Jason Statham. And uh yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to that. At least it's got a big name actor, you know. Uh we got we got some some faces uh or well, I don't know who else is in it, but we have Jason Statham, so that's something. Um so looking forward to that. So yeah, thank you everybody for listening. I hope this was enjoyable to listen to. Um like I said, this is a new segment. We're trying it out. I had fun. Um you know, it, it's fun to like watch a movie with intent to like critique it in a way um which i guess is kind of what i do anyways but at least with the spreadsheet movies i shut my brain off and i give everything a chance um but this movie i knew was gonna be terrible it lived up to that hype so yeah there's that thank you everybody for listening you can check out anything but over there you can find offended you can find what's your bliss you can find going off topic you can find the anything but credible podcast uh and the going off topic blog um and of course movie merch um so thanks once again um next week we got the main episode so we will see you then